0: This is the Big Three Podcast with Brian Robb, Michael Pina, and Rich Levine. Alright, welcome into to a special dinner edition of the Big Three Podcast. Uh, my name is Brian Rob. I'm joined by Michael Pina and Rich Levine live in Las Vegas uh, following the Celtics' defeat of the Los Angeles Lakers in front of a sold out Thomas and Mack Center and gentlemen we sit here in a booth to dissect a little probably the the most attended game in summer league history should we say while
1: well, you dissect your uh what'd you get there grilled chicken yeah a little grilled chicken action so again mike what, mike what do you have a chicken sandwich little
2: Baja chicken sandwich it's, it's not that good i'm um, gonna yeah. be honest i, I wish got, i got wh- what rich got
1: they cooked it for an hour so you know it's going to be good yeah i got the philly cheesesteak i think i'm the i'm the MV at the table at this point um all right so let's talk about the celtics um the game was pretty it was pretty intense for a uh, for a summer league game. I mean, maybe because it was like a home game for the Lakers. There were so many Lakers fans at that game. Um, I don't know. that the Celtics... I mean, did we, we didn't even talk about this like it's a real game, right? Like, let's, should we just stop doing that? No one cares no, about the just, actual uh, game. I mean, the 13-0 the start
0: for the Lakers. That was like, you know, the Celtics dug themselves a pretty big hole <laughs> <to> in start. And <laughs> and then they had claw their way back in. Okay, no. so here's, here's a question. So Jason who, Tatum. Jason Tatum. That's the, that's the story of the game. Yes. Jason Tatum didn't really the ball much in the first half, they figured it out to start going to him early enough in the second half, and then, again, continually, he can put up points from wherever he is on the floor. I, You hear all the ISO buzz about him, he takes some questionable shots that hopefully will fade from his game as he gets more on a leash on, on the NBA level, but beyond that, like the up and under, just like the, one, the one-footed fadeaway guys, that's like, he looks like you know that child looks as almost as good, as good as Dirk right yeah, now. You can it say is. It. I mean, it's like it's. It can be. It it's can like get if there.
2: Dirk and, and Kobe had a baby. That's Jason Tatum. Yeah, that turned that that
1: guy. that Kobe fadeaway. So he's Dirk, Kobe, and I think that he Hold has. Like, I think he's got Jordan's uh, insta- killer instinct. <laughs> um, but man, this is so. And and I and I'm the one who had mentioned this before that I sort of initially envisioned Tatum is more of like a like Jalen last year coming into this year, but he seems like he's ready to again, we're, this is insane that we're talking about this after like a couple summer league games but he seems like he's ready to contribute
2: I think he will um, I mean I don't know how many minutes he'll get just because Brad especially with Marcus Morris now on the team and it looking like Tatum's best position in the NBA is probably going to be small ball four. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get, but uh, he's versatile. He's played better defensively than I expected based on like 20 minutes of watching YouTube clips with him <laughs> at Duke. Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely going to play. Uh, time will tell how much, but I mean offense, he's going to score in the NBA.
1: Like, He's hes very good. And uh, speaking of, I uh, guess it's mostly rookie talk, but Lonzo's damn good. Okay. I, know I know the shot. I know the shot is his shot. It is so much fun to watch him play. He's a Laker. It hurts to say it, but i it, it does feel like watching young Jason Kidd. No, I mean like the he's gonna fill up the box
0: score every night with the rebounds, with the assists, and on nights where he can make, you know, a respectable number of his jumpers, he'll you know, be tallying up to all the triple doubles. I do wonder though again, when teams defend him in the NBA, how much is that gonna hurt you? Like Kid, you know, Kidd was good enough where it didn't really matter. He right. obviously developed the jump shot later, but on those next teams, he just would you know wreak havoc all over the place. You guys are worried through. about his shot. I'm a little. I mean, like, I guess it's a couple games, but like, if it doesn't translate to the NBA three, then that's going to be an issue for him.
1: Not to mention, doesn't it seem like he has to shoot from farther away than he should because of he's his? He needs to release? create more space. Right. He needs right. To
2: do. Yeah, and that's could be tricky because he's not the most athletic guy in the world. But, no, I think I don't, I'm not really concerned about the shot that much. I don't, I'm, I, if I had to pick a concern, it would just be, like, his defense. That would be in, 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 like, his build. I think he can, like, fill out a little bit more. But that's basically everybody that age. I, I'm, like, in love with him. Like, from our vantage point, like, B-Rob, we were sitting along the baseline. And when he, there was one play where he, I forget who he juked out. Might have been Jalen. Drove the lane. And found Zubac, like with this beautiful—oh my goodness! Just like this beautiful dump off pass. That his hands were like lightning. It was,
0: he's very, very, very good. Uh, do we want to talk about Jalen a little bit?
1: Yeah. Well, it's a good transition. Do we have to? There, I mean, there was there was a moment though in the must have been the first half where Jalen was guarding Lonzo at the top of the key. There was something about the the picture. I was like, I feel like we're gonna be seeing this like for many, many years, like NBA Finals, Lonzo and, and Jalen taking the. That would be amazing. Um, but listen, he had a he had a bad game. I Lakers think we... aren't gonna go to the finals. Eight times. Who, Who knows? Who Not happening. takes ten years? Did you say? Yeah. Really? Hmm. Ten years. <laughs> people, were, people were saying that about the Celtics probably in two thousand six. I don't
0: think they have people in place in the front office to to get there. I believe in
1: magic from the start. You know that I did. I know. Um, but I think, and I, I was getting so many texts from friends just to, saying horrible things about Jalen during this game. Um, it's so frustrating. But, I mean, we can agree that he doesn't give a shit about these games. I mean, he's working on things that it's it's almost independent of of the stride, the, strategy, the win, wins and losses. He's, he's in his own world a little bit. I mean... Excuse me, I am chewing as we're eating... <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, some baders, Peter. Has there ever been a Heimlich maneuver on a podcast? <laughs>
2: uh, like, Walter Ricardi started... Did not start Demetrius Jackson. So basically, like, Jalen had... Uh, he was, I mean... They're him into the fire. Primary, like, playmaking responsibilities. And that's, like... It's a big part of the reason why Tatum didn't get going until the second half. Because... Jalen's just like not here to, like his role in the NBA will not be setting people up, at least I don't for the next, I don't know, as long as Isaiah Thomas is on the team, that won't be his role, so, I don't know, he's just kind of doing weird things, it's summer league, weird things are happening, he's, as, as you said Rich, like he's trying to create for himself a little bit also, with like, he's pounding the ball, the air out of the ball a little bit, and just like showing off his handles that he's been working on all summer, and creating separation with his step backs. It looks really pretty, but it's like it's
0: really whatever. You can have off nights when you're playing basketball like that. I guess I guess I mean, you guys know my stance on him from last year is the why well, the potential is there, the consistency I would be hoping to see a little more consistency this summer. On, on what level? Just like shooting-wise? Just, no, because like the shooting, I mean, shooting-wise, yes, that's, I, well, I'm not expecting too much there generally, but like, the handle, for instance, like, right. he is still, like, when he's in transition or trying to fit something, that, that thing is, that ball's coming up way too high. It gets very excited. Gets really tr- excited, and that makes him real vulnerable to strips and just a lot of turnovers, so that's something I'd like to see cleaned up a little more. Defensively, hasn't been great either.
1: Everything good? Oh, everything's great, thank you. Um, that, 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 that wheel that, sounds fantastic. we got to work on that.
0: Um, but no, defensively, Mike, you mentioned it. The off-ball D and just like the communication there. Again, that's why Brad Stevens benched him a lot over the course of the year.
1: Because he didn't have, you know, the trust isn't there yet. and. You still got to work on that a little bit. Um, you mentioned him really quickly, and I know it's sort of like just assumed that he's not going to be on the team, but I thought Demetrius Jackson played really well tonight. That was he a nice showed me back. a few things. Like, Only point guard of the team, really. Yeah, and I wonder, like, in the same in the way that we, like, there were, we wondered. During the conversation about you know, who the trade, whether it was Marcus, Avery, and Jay, you know, wait, whether Rozier could have stepped up to fill one of those roles. I wonder if, like, someone happened to Rozier, if Demetrius Jackson could step in and play that role for the Sir, for the Celtics. Uh, yes, all set. Thank you. thank you. Are you a basketball? Are you a basketball fan? An NBA fan? Uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your team? Dallas. Dallas. Dallas? <laughs> Where does that come from? <laughs> <My first. laughs> you like Dirk? Oh, my husband from Texas, so I need to, like, you know. Okay, <laughs> cool. This team, otherwise, we fight, right? But I'm for the winning team, that's me. That's a winner, <laughs> that's,
0: a way, that's <laughs> the way to go about it. Thank
2: you. Thanks Thank you a lot. Guys. You're that too?
0: Yes, I am. You're Thank you. Me. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm really slow eater here. Hey, good time,
2: guys. Let's not be like me in <laughs> a box. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> Have
1: you ever done a podcast before?
0: No. No? No, no you're pretty good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was
0: not only my third job, ma'am. Huh? <laughs>
2: Good night. For those who thought we were lying about
0: actually having dinner right now, there's your answer.
1: Um, So is there any situation where Demetrius Jackson's on this team in October? He has to, yeah, I mean,
0: like, this is his chance. Like, the game, this game tonight, I feel like really helped himself. I mean, I think they'll bring him to training camp either way. But, like, I think you need to, he needs to get these reps now and show that he can be a, a semi-reliable third-string point guard on this team. What about uh, Zizic? Is a little up and under there. Oh, that was a Jesus. <laughs> that's his one move, but he's—I think he tried it a few times in summer league. But it was the first time he looked real good. With it looks smoother like Kevin McHale. Yeah, he got beasted by Zubac. Oh, Zubac man. looks it's a lot so better than him right now. Well,
2: yeah, Zubac was in the NBA last year. Had, I know that they're, the they're the same age. So looks well, like
1: a little bigger too.
2: Oh my God, he is a monster. Yeah. That dude is huge. Um... And I guess that allows me to transition to Semi really quick, who I think is like going to be the next like second round pick who breaks out in the NBA potentially. I know it's this is summer league yada yada yada, but like what we saw tonight, I don't expect him to go five for nine from beyond the arc basically ever again. I said that to the person I was sitting next to during the game, but his biceps are humongous. They put him on Zubac. Zubac couldn't move him, like. If you can be a small ball 4 who can't get wrecked in the post, I mean a small ball 5, what's he, like 6'5", six
1: 6'6", six six maybe? Like, yeah, and, that three, and that, he's got range, he's, I mean, he's gonna get, that's the thing, when he's out there, he's gonna get open shots with this team.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially if he's a small ball five, which is really interesting and I'm sure Brad Stevens will not hesitate to experiment with that during the
1: regular season if he's if he's on the roster. So i pretty exciting. For the for the last couple of years the question in my head is if there's ever like a, a Royal Rumble with all the Celtics, like who would win, it was always like Marcus or Jay. Like who's who's gonna come out. I think I'd probably still go Marcus. i have gone semi. Right, but now there is a new contender is what I'm saying. Semi is like that dude. Yeah. But, oh, wait, but what about Marcus Morris? Ooh, wow, holy shit! So we need we need a Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder, two Marcuses. Marcus Morris, uh, Semi, and who's going to be the fifth guy on that team? But that is I was, Ante. Ante, yeah, he's I mean, but
0: he's not really going to be on the floor with those guys ever. Isaiah. Um,
1: I mean, they they have so many different things that they can do with this team. It is unbelievable.
2: Versatility. It's, it's salivating, like the options, the lineup options, the combinations that Brad Stevens can throw out there. Very, very, very interesting stuff.
1: And, look, and we're not saying like they're still gonna get their ass kicked by the Warriors if they play if they play in the finals, but like within the realm of just a relative conversation, this is gonna be it's gonna be I, I think I think they're gonna get their M1 seat again, to be honest. I I think if there's a potential for them taking a
2: step back in the regular season just because you lose Avery, you lose Olenek. Those are important pl- pieces in terms of your depth and the way that they play, uh,
1: especially Kelly. So, and Isaiah's going to have to change his gamer a little bit.
2: You there's adjust- well, there's a, just an adjustment. There's a little bit of a sacrifice with him, Isaiah's touches, Isaiah's shots. How is Gordon going to come in? But on the other, we are uh getting Gordon Hayward
0: in here, though. Yeah, replace those
2: guys. No, no, no. I I think the team is much better for it in games that matter. Right. In a playoff series, that's why you get a player like that. But for the regular season, I'm not guaranteeing
0: that they win more games than they did last year. Assuming health, they were also beat up a lot last year. Like a lot of guys had random stretches where they were out for. 10, 20 games like Horford, Avery. Avery, Avery, but I think, but that's like it's that's what Avery does. Yeah, and that's yeah. what's gonna, and ha- and that's gonna that's, happen again. And Morris, well, th- Morris like doesn't miss games, So right. that's I think you know a, a sneaky pro about that move is you get a guy that you can count on being on the floor. Um, and that was one of the few drawbacks of Avery's career. I feel like is that you can really you know he just was prone to getting. You know, serious injuries, I feel like. But also the team playing well
2: when he's out, low key. I mean, a playoff series is a different thing, but he's not irreplaceable. Like, the way he functions in an offense is usually running off those DHOs and taking contested long twos. Like, we love Avery, but that was his role in the offense, and that's not, like, a great thing to have.
1: One guy to mention real quick before he loses, and we talked about this a little bit, was uh, Abdul Nader. Very interesting player. It's going to be tougher to make the team if, you you're, think keeping,
0: so? if you're keeping Demetrius. Right, so it might Nader. come
1: down. So is this, is this going to be the RJ Hunter-Jim John uh, 100%. conversation? 100%. <laughs> that was the first conversation we ever had in this podcast. Yeah. was about. We had to start We uh, so, yeah. Yeah, started really strong. Uh, RJ Hunter is a uh, point guard right now in the Portland Trailblazers Summer League team. Really? Very interesting. Yeah. Like Evan Turner Jr.? Yikes. But uh but Nader man, I think so if it, I, I don't want to get into a conversation with Jackson versus Nader, but I'm excited. I'm excited about the, the possibility of that guy being on the team this year. He's good. He's a good basketball player. He's an NBA player for sure.
2: Rookie of the year in the G-League. He's just super aggressive. Plays like really smart. He's got an NBA body. I don't know if you can shoot because I don't. I don't watch the G League at all. Really, I'm not cop to that. Uh, is that
1: a seamless thing for you now? to say G League. Do you think about it every time you say it, or I like saying G League. It feels better to say G than D. Yeah. Is it? Is it um, sponsored by Gatorade or no? It's the Gatorade League.
2: Is it? Yeah. yeah. I have a Gatorade League towel that I got at the draft that they gave everybody it's pretty cool
1: it is yeah, it's okay like a hand towel or like a no a, a bath big bath. ass towel I sat on it at July 4th oh wow while you were texting um, while you were texting <laughs> while your fiance was just <laughs> whining to, upset to look, look into your eyes <laughs> um what else we got for this I had a couple things that I wrote down just from just from watching the game I think oh Josh Hart is going to be awesome it's kind of annoying I wanted the Celtics to, to get him but I thought he looked really good yeah he's going to be a good bro I think for sure but uh, I was sitting with a bunch of Lakers fans. Yeah. What's your game. fan experience? I want to hear about that. You yeah. Yeah. Which was crap. in the crowd. I was in the crowd and I got—I I was smuggled in illegally by a, a man on the street who I'm pretty sure had a tear tattoo. Um, I got in and I, I was a—I was a single. Was a single and it's all, it, at summer league. There's no seats. It's just—it's just general admission. You go and you—it's like a Southwest flight. Um, and as a, as someone being by myself, I could—I could get really close. And I happen to be sitting just in a group of. I was gonna say horrible Lakers fans, but I guess that's a little redundant. It's
2: yeah, that's. <laughs> um,
1: a group of Lakers fans. But to be honest, man, like they, so it was super annoying because they, but the Lakers jumped out to a huge lead. They love, they just love, they love Lonzo. They love the Ball family. I would be very. Ex- I don't
2: know about the Ball family, but <laughs> I would be. I would be very. Well, quick sidebar. So I saw up close, backstage, quote unquote, uh, after the game in the media area, the whole Ball family walked by. So I was like right next to Levar. I don't know. I think like what are the the brothers names like Lamello and yeah, Le- LeAngelo.
1: I feel so bad for LiAngelo, by the way. Is he the that, youngest one? No, he's the middle one.
2: The middle one. That's what I was never That gonna story's not going to end well. He looks like he's not even in shape and he's like got the UCLA scholarship. Is he dude. even good? What's the, I don't hear anything about that, dude.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that he's going to be the black sheep. <laughs> I'm so I I, I don't know he's how it's going to play
2: UCLA out. a scholarship already. Yeah. I've never seen him play. But anyway, so... What, what, it could what, be
1: like a Seth, maybe like a Seth Curry situation where he gets... Uh, he's going to make a lot of money, though. Seth? Curry, yeah. yeah he I mean, he's shoot. really good. Um, but yeah, so... But LaMelo, did you, did you guys watch that in between the quarters when Floyd's kid and, and LaMelo went head-to-head? Nope. Yeah, shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lamella was legit and Floyd's kid like embarrassed. Like so it was one of those things where you take a layup, you take a foul shot, yep. you take a three pointer, and you get the half court. Yep. And Floyd's kid did not even hit this foul shot. I was did just you Oh, you're great. Yeah, they're good. Yep, thank you. Um and the whole time and it was one of those things where he just he missed probably like ten foul shots in a row. And I was just like, What's gonna happen when they get home? Like
2: Oh jeez. Uh, this is really oh, no.
1: good. we're getting dark. What do you, like what how does Floyd treat that? They think he's going to well, be allowed out of his room for well, I, was floyd even watching no he i was i was i was sitting right across from floyd i was watching floyd watch and it was just i just felt so Ooh. sorry for this kid that's a shame um but yeah the middle ball kid is it's yeah that's uh maybe who knows maybe, because none of the highlights or all, all the highlights are LaMelo. Yeah, and they're both on, the, on that same team right
0: were they on the same... Si- I don't know anything about at this point. Yeah, I haven't mean, I mean, been following the, the siblings as much. i see the videos where he you know, points at the, the court and then... Yeah, that dude. Map. I yeah. thought
2: he was the one who was the middle one this whole time. Right. Because he's dropping, like, 95 points in a high school game whatever the hell he did. But, yeah, poor middle one. That's a shame. But, um...
0: Yeah, so there Lakers was so much media for them. Him. There was a lot of media back there for oh my for god! And
1: Every time, so like he, so he walked into the arena at one point, and literally it was like the beetle. And I'm talking about uh, Lavar, not even Lonzo or any of the kids. Lavar walked in, and for like these Lakers fans, who were probably like, I bet you it was like these, these kids are probably like 20, 20 to twenty-five, probably ninety percent Asian, just the, the group that I was in, and they. Just went nuts when Lavar walked in. It was it was like it was like the Beatles getting off the getting off the plane. <laughs> and, and, it, and it was it was in a way like it's been a pretty horrible experience the last couple of years to be a Lakers fan. And I know we're not supposed to feel anything for them, but they generally seemed happy. And I'll say this: they weren't ta- they were they weren't talking too much shit about the Celtics. They they, they, they were kind That's of res- really difficult too. I feel like. they were respecting Jay. Respect for Jay Jalen. They respect for Tatum. They. It really, I was expecting to be more sort of, like, offended or just put off by being, like, in, in their midst. But, like, I actually didn't hate them. I'm
2: I feel like when you go through what they went through the past couple years, how bleak it was, uh, the head coaching situation with Byron, uh, you know, Mitch Kupchak, and... Um, What's-his-face? Bus. Yeah. Like... Now that they're out, it's like it was cloudy before, it was raining all the time, and at least like that's gone, and, and you, to you watch can you look know. forward towards whatever happens in the future with you know the best player in your franchises. History is now the president, and you have uh, Rob Polenka who looks competent, and...
1: Was that Palenka sitting next to Magic?
2: Looks exactly like Rob Lowe.
1: Yeah, okay. Yes. So it is him. He dresses um, the part, too.
2: Hugged uh, LeVar Ball backstage, which is very funny. Um, Interesting. But you just see, like, like Magic. Like, Ben Simmons is back there, too. And they had this long conversation they embrace. And it's like, I have a feeling that Magic Johnson in big free agent meetings is going to be a closer. That's
1: why I believe. It could from the, be. The, from the very start. Because the guy... And, and he's as long as you manage the cap,
2: like, as long as he's not dealing with the cap at all, I think... Which you be. With They could, could have... They could be... Because he
1: used to always time. talk about, like, you know, like, the difference between Magic and Irvin you know Magic was the guy on the court was the winner Irvin was the guy who was doing you know whatever else he was doing but (laughs) this when Magic is doing business like that's Magic right you know what I mean I don't think this is the Magic Johnson hour Magic Johnson I think this is the uh, five championships in ten years (laughs) or
0: whatever he did people respect him as they should and people like players like you know listen and that's when like in these meetings where they're getting wined and dined and stuff like that you need a difference maker and Magic. Yeah, I was talking
2: to someone who knows the Lakers really well the other day, and I was talking about him, do you take Magic seriously? And he's like, when Shaq had the statue ceremony, Magic was not there because he was scouting college basketball with Rob Palinka. And guess who was there? Phil Jackson. Which Uh, says a lot, I think, about people in that role and the work that they need to put in you can't just like it's a very ridiculous job like it's not a nine-to-five job at all and I think if you treat it that way you are going to be terrible
1: yeah I mean I, and, and to bring it back that's why for Celtics fans are like it's so fortunate to have like the amount of work that uh, i mean we know zaren a little bit he does not do much more than than figure out ways to make the celtics a better team like i think a lot of these trades wouldn't necessarily even happen without the the insane amount of just like you know you're on the phone with everyone you're 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 juggling 15,000 trade conversations at the same time no, i mean their whole staff just eat
0: breathes like lives basketball and they travel the globe they you know will search everywhere and everything and they try to figure out every single possibility. And, on and, the
1: it, board. and it comes down to like so Danny Ainge is a Celtic, right? In the in the sense that Doc Rivers claimed that he was, but Danny <laughs> Ainge is a Celtic. Zarin is a lifelong hardcore Celtics fan. Like these guys are are, are doing this for the team that they would be rooting for with all their effort and energy anyways you know? no you so.
2: want to see it's a professional obligation obviously you're being compensated and you want to do a good job because that makes you feel good about yourself and your self worth but also like the benefit of knowing that you are Bit in, like helping the Celtics be successful, I think. The Celtics are your fantasy team, basically. Yeah, which is it's <laughs> mind-boggling to even think. I mean, like Being in that position would just be a dream,
1: but that I would personally probably ruin <laughs> overnight. <laughs> um, should I wrap it up with one story from last night? A Ab, please. Okay, so I was out at uh, Encore at a bar, and Jerry Stackhouse happened to be there, and Jamal McGlure and so so that guy was coaching a D-League team right now yeah, yeah Toronto, Toronto team. Team. Yeah. and was he an assistant in the NBA recently
2: I think he went straight to the head coach then. I thought he was behind the bench in Toronto
1: for a little while Maybe. and then they made him the head, head coach of the D-League team anyway so for whatever reason I was abs- like Jerry Stackles was my favorite player growing up as a kid ooh did not know this he my why I, I, next I was, Jordan I was into so my AOL screen name like my AIM name is, is such a tool but UNC twenty three forty two. Oh, for University gosh. of North Carolina than Jordan and Stackhouse. Mine was worse. It was uh, B balling King eleven. Oh yeah, really? that's so bad. <laughs> Were B balling King one through ten already taken, or is? Or no, eleven's 11?
0: my favorite number.
2: <laughs> which is why I actually I like. I'm very excited that when Jalen picked eleven, I was like. I mean, uh, Tatum picked eleven. I was like, oh
0: yes, this dude is going to the Hall of Fame. Will you be Rob twenty one? I was BTR seven. I was the most boring, boring, <laughs> boring, boring screen name. Okay,
1: so I had that. Like, I literally, I, I had that screen name. I had like his his first ever preseason game for the Sixers was against the Celtics. So it was on like local television. Like, I still have the VHS of Jerry Stackhouse's first preseason game. I had that. He had that sick uh, Sports Illustrated cover, where it's like fading into.
2: It's like he, Jordan fading into Stackhouse. Oh no,
1: no, it was one. It's, I think it was the one where he had like the rever- that, that awesome reverse dunk against Duke. I think it was a shot of that. It, was like, it wasn't even a reverse, it was like sort of an under... Shit. Anyways, I had it all. So, Sackos <laughs> walks in, and, uh, and his son is, sit- is sitting, sitting next to me at the table. And his son is a, a monster, not tall. He played football at, at UNC, actually, and then it hurt his knees, so he couldn't... We started talking. I give his son this whole speech that I just gave you. I'm like, I just want you to know your dad was a hero. You know, like, I was like, that's just my screen name. And he told me what his screen name was. It was very similar. Um, (laughs) And he's, like, he's probably, he's still at UNC, so I think he's, like, 22 or 21. So we go through this whole thing. I'm, like, like just basically kissing his dad's ass in front of him. And he's loving it. Like, he's really into it. He's, like, dude, that is so awesome. Goes and gives me a high five. He slapped my hand so hard and knocked my drink out of my hand. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Like, I have never received a high five as powerful as jerry stackhouse's son <laughs> and I literally did so it dre-
0: spill all over him or no i think we
1: didn't feel- no, but it fell onto the onto the cushion that we uh, were standing could, on uh, it definitely didn't hit but it literally soaked my shoes uh and he didn't even see it happen so yeah. and I, I think so i think i played that all played right played that cool nice. yeah but then we were we were cool for the rest of the night but it was pretty a pretty good <laughs> co- really talk to jerry though Did you talk to no i didn't good? go anywhere close you to don't even right? want
2: to know But childhood hero you yeah, don't, I don't want to, want to get talk to right. Us. all right that's fair but
1: stackhouse is all has the classic stories about him like he's one of the guys that you don't like he was sort of uh i don't know who like the last like matt barnes right yeah he, guys you don't mess with jerry stackhouse was was that dude yeah, yeah. i have stackhouses in my Really? Should we, should we call him right no, now? No, actually, <laughs> I will not.
2: I've, uh, when I got it, I got it for a story a long time ago that I was reporting, and I left one voicemail. It took me a long time to actually work with the courage of to leave a voicemail, just because like I could just get... He's just a very intimidating person. I've heard a lot of stories about him physically assaulting people in public, so, and it wasn't even like a controversial story at all. I was just like, I want to talk to him. So I finally left a voicemail and he never responded. And I was just like, we'll leave it at that. And that, and that was it was wonderful. Yeah.
0: You
1: throw your like, delete the number. <laughs> but the, the, the famous one is that at his UNC, uh, when he was a freshman, you know, I remember like freshman year, the orientation, they had like the icebreakers, everyone like, goes around and like says something about of themselves course. or whatever. Yeah. So they went around the big room and everyone's doing a thing. And Stackhouse st- stands up in front of his entire class. He's like, my name's Stack. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> and sat back down. <laughs> I'll break the ice. <laughs> and that was it. Um, all right. I, lo- I mean, we have to edit on that. The dinner, the so dinner podcast, it. I think, That's was a smash success. We have a fourth member now of the, of right. the podcast, yes. the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> yes. Uh, legendary wagers. I'm saying we need some more Mavericks perspective on this podcast. That's the, the feedback that we keep we getting. What do you think about the Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> showdown? You are, are you
2: still huh. working on your plate?
1: I'm all set. Thank you. We were just talking about you.
0: Oh. And we're all set here. Thanks for listening, guys.